This is Smash Notes, a podcast that brings you weekly summary of the best podcasts on the internet. This week we're featuring Below the Line, Recode Decode, Y Combinator, Naval, and others. Take a look at the show notes for details. Uh, so about a year and a half ago, I almost drowned in the Holy Pacific shit. Ocean. What? So my wife and I started trying to go spearfishing and diving out in the Pacific uh, in Sonoma County and got in the water. It was pretty choppy. I'm not actually a very good swimmer, which is, um, you know, it sounds more badass to go like diving in the Pacific, but it's like, I'm not actually that strong of a swimmer. Uh, we started, we were like, Oh, we made a mistake. We should not have gotten in here. And we started trying to get out. And that, at that moment, a set of waves started coming in and, there's a rope ascent, right, or descent, and I'm so I'm trying to climb up the rope, and the waves just come in, and they're like knocking us off. And it went from this is annoying to this is a problem to yelling for help to getting tired, whoa, and then to being like, this is how I die. How, How you, did you feel about that? Because when you say basta, I, I think about that a lot myself. I, I know what you mean. Look, we've taken a couple billion dollars in, and we've compounded that money at between 30 and 40% a year. Yeah. So to all the people that worked for me and whose money I took, you're fucking welcome. <laughs> you're fucking welcome, meaning what? That you, you, that you gave them stuff and that was enough. I, was, I hired them yeah. and LPs hired me. To do a job. We did the job we were asked to do. But just like Michael Jordan had a decision to retire and go play baseball, I chose to retire and go play baseball. All right. Now, I may come back to basketball, but this is my decision. I am not your slave. Right. I just want to be clear. Yeah. My skin color 200 years ago may have gotten you confused, but I am not your slave. So, so we're out of money, mm-hmm. um, trying to figure out how to recover. Um, and I had written a couple of blog posts about growth as we were working on the company that had taken off. And huh. so I said, okay, we're going to turn those blog posts into a book. And I emailed everybody who had subscribed to my blog and said, all right, we're launching this Kickstarter and I'm going to finish up this book. And the Kickstarter did something like $120,000 in sales. Awesome. Um, I mean, that's what I'm good at, right? I can. How many people were on the list? A couple thousand. Um, that's really good. Third, yeah. That's if there's one thing I'm good at in life, it's growing something quickly, building hype for something quickly. Yeah. Wealth is the thing that you really want. Wealth is assets that earn while you sleep. Wealth is the factory. The, the robots that's cranking out things. Wealth is the computer program that's running at night that's serving other customers. Wealth is even money in the bank that is being reinvested into other assets and into other businesses. Even a house can be a form of wealth because you can rent it out, although that's probably a lower use of productivity in the land than actually doing some commercial enterprise. So my definition of wealth is much more businesses and assets that can earn while you sleep. But really the reason you want wealth is because it buys you freedom. So you don't have to wear a tie like a collar around your neck. So you don't have to wake up at 7 a.m. and rush to work and sit in commute traffic. So you don't have to waste away your entire life grinding all the productive hours into a way into a soulless job that doesn't fulfill you. Or at least I've reached the point in my professional career where I don't have to go to work, right? Um, 
we've been so fortunate with the success of Basecamp that I could stop doing that and either uh, start something else, start another company, or uh, just do open source or spend my time on, on any other pursuit. So it is a question I ask myself pretty frequently as a way of gauging um, whether we're heading in the right direction with Basecamp. Because given the fact that neither Jason nor I need to do Basecamp, we should do Basecamp because we want to. And um, that revolves a lot around actually ensuring that things stay within the realm of allowing us to do our favorite things most of the time. Meaningful conversation? That's hard. It's hard to get people to go off script, particularly if they're not media trained and they're not speaking in their native language. I wanted people to open up about what really worries them and talk about the problems that keep them up at night. But that takes a level of empathy and sincerity that I simply didn't have when I started this project. Ironically, it turns out that the best way to get people out of their comfort zone is, for lack of a better term, being comfortable outside my own comfort zone. Is you should go to bed angry because likely you're mad about something that's pretty trivial um, that you're not even going to remember in the morning. Two, nobody's really, really good at communicating. And then equally few people are good at receiving critical feedback or communicating. So you're most likely going to end up both going to bed angry or spiraling into something that's way more than it was. So like go to bed. If you're still upset about it in the morning, then take the time to figure out language that you can use to actually bring up your concern or issue in a way that isn't insulting to the other person. Okay, man, I know, I know you've told this story so many times, but I'd love if you could just share it one more time with the Yo audience. Sure. So you release your first premium WordPress theme for $5 and then you go for a walk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man, it's true. I, um, I was seeing what uh, guys like Brian Gardner and uh, AD from Woo Themes were doing. So I think back then it was like Brian was doing his premium theme, which was like a news theme, and AD doing, was doing his news theme as well. And I had this idea for a video thing because nobody was doing video at the time for WordPress. And I threw this thing together. It was literally this simple like grid layout where you click the thumbnail and it played a video, like a YouTube embed. And I, I kicked it out there and I was like, ah, I'm just going to charge $5 for this thing and see what it does. And my wife and I went for a walk. An hour later, I come home and it had sold. God, I don't even remember. It was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot of copies. It had sold a lot. It was enough to, to kind of, you know, set the light bulb off in my head. Uh, it's basically a neurotoxin. And it acts at something called the neuromuscular junction. So you got nerves, right? Nerves send signals to your muscles like, hey, leg, move. Not that your leg's a muscle, but it's made up of some muscles, right? So it's like, hey, leg, move. The nerve sends a signal, your muscle contracts, and you do the movement that your brain wanted you to do. So this communication happens where the nerve meets the muscle. And it sends this little chemical signal by a chemical called acetylcholine, right? So that little signal goes from the nerve, it hits the muscle, and then the muscle contracts. Right, perfect. Okay, so now I want you to picture 
that this junction is blocked. It blocks that neurotransmitter. It blocks acetylcholine. Acetylcholine can't even get released. It can't get released from the nerve, and therefore it never makes it to the muscle to give the signal that it should contract. And that's exactly what botulinum toxin does. So the message is going down the nerve, but once it gets to the part where it's supposed to jump over from the nerve to the muscle, it doesn't work. It and acts so, like a goalie. Yeah. And so basically, it, acetylcholine cannot leave the nerve. And so the muscle is essentially paralyzed. Okay. Right? Yeah. And this is a, a permanent death. This is permanent. Permanent death. This concludes our summary for this week. Please go to smashnotes.com and subscribe. See you next Monday.